30, 35, 40, he's in the field, and they'll never catch The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Spasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And Down the Sidelines is a sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world. We are part of the Show Me Your News Network, and this is the 77th episode of the podcast on October 30th, 2014. The number 77 most famously belonging to Ray Bork, the defenseman well known for being with the Boston Bruins, had some time with the Colorado Avalanche, part of the NHL, uh, one of the all-time greats. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, not not the best. I'm mean, you know being from Detroit. I'm partial to saying Nick Lidstrom is up in that upper echelon category. But you know, Ray Bork is is well known as one of those category discussion for best defenseman ever. So mm-hmm. there you go, number seventy seven, October thirtieth. It's the day before Halloween. Mm-hmm. Though Joel, you were telling me before the start of this episode that you just got done. Having kids stop by trick or treating. Yeah, um, and you know, it, I, I feel like it's got to be for the reason that I was explaining to you because I can't think of any other reason to move it up to a Thursday because you know kids have school the next day, so it, it wouldn't make any sense, you know, any, any other sense than it's because the two high schools play each other here tomorrow night. Um, they deem it the Mohawk Bowl because you've got the University High Hawks and the Morgantown High Mohegans, and they actually used to play this game at Mountaineer Field. Hmm. Um, but, you know, even with like a sold out high school game, it wouldn't be coming close to, you know, selling the amount of tickets right. that you would need to actually fill up one, you know, at least one side of the stadium, really. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it was cool. I mean, because when I played there, we got to use the locker rooms and that that kind of thing. And, you know, most yeah, kids are never going to get yeah. to do anything like that. Um, and uh, so that that was cool. But, you know, eventually they made new stadiums for the high school and everything. And it just made more sense. I, I know University High's athletic director, and he was a big part of getting that to go back to the regular stadiums. Because at least there they can sell out the stadiums, you know, that kind of thing. It's It's crowded. And it's just... You don't have to, you don't have to take the teams all the way across town, that kind of thing, too. Yeah, so. at the same time, like I know, in Ann Arbor they have two high schools. They have Huron and Pioneer, and Pioneer is actually Kitty Corner, diagonally across from Michigan Stadium, the big yeah. house. So, like, I'm sure, like, you know, kids that are playing on that high school team, like, kind of look off, just like right almost across the street, and be like. One day, yeah, I'm and they, play there. And the, the the two days leading up to it, you get to practice there too. Mm. But uh, I don't usually. think it shuts down like an entire Halloween when it lands on a Friday, though. Yeah, I, apparently it was just uh, it, it did not used to be like this. Um, I used to spend Halloween at the game. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, when I was in high school, I. I pretty much had to because it was either in the band or on the football team. So, um, you know, that you, I was kind of stuck like that. Um, I guess they did it, uh, you know, by request of people in the city saying that, uh, you know, nobody's at their homes to, uh, to, you know, give out candy, you know, 
our kids are in high school, they still want to trick or treat, which usually by that point you're usually busy with something else anyways. So I I didn't really understand that part of it, but it I mean it just goes to show you that like you know, I'm sure uh this kind of thing happens in places like Florida and Texas all the time. Mm. I'm sure that it's like it's pretty much been like that forever because uh you know uh, specifically, uh, high school football in Texas is like, it's like going to college games, really. Um, they, they, they worship it. Uh, it's just, it's such a big thing. And uh, so I can see that, but I, I think it's just really because it's, you know, not only is it part of the town uh, involved with it because it's one school, but it's both schools. I guess mm. that's the reason. It's got to be. Because I can't think of any other reason that it would be. Let us know if this happens in your town. We're on Twitter at SMYN Sidelines. Mm-hmm. And we'd love to hear if you, this happens to you because I, that's unfathomable to me. Well, yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I know we have a, a few uh, people from the Shumi News community that live in Texas specifically. So that's I'm right. sure that at least one of them could tell us something like, like this. The rival, high, high, schools, Texas, the rival so. high school game also landing on Halloween. Uh, it's, that's bizarre. Quick hints here. The baseball season is over. The San Francisco Giants have won the World Series, much to our chagrin. We were pulling for the Royals there to win for the first time since 1985. Now, the Giants have won three World Series in five years. Uh, they won in 2010, 2012, now 2014. Uh, yeah, I think that's almost like dynasty. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it really is, and I, I think that's part of the reason that you know we we kind of wanted it to be different because parity in sports is. I think that's what makes a lot of sports really exciting. It's more entertaining when yeah. there's not just dominance. <laughs> when it's not just you know two teams in women's basketball dominating everybody. <laughs> it's not even close, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it, it's it, it's I think it makes things more exciting. It's more fun to watch a team that you know hasn't been there in so long, and then to run all the way from a wild card spot to that. But I mean, I guess you could say the partly the same thing about the Giants. They weren't a wild card card spot, yeah, and got all the way there. Both teams that I think made me pay attention to the playoffs a little bit more than I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just seeing those lower seeds being able to go that far. How amazing was Madison Bumgarner? You know, we were even talking right from the start (laughs) in that wild card game against the Pittsburgh Pirates when he just had that brilliant performance. And it just never stopped. No. He comes in just, you know, happening. The lead lead was, you know, given right before he came in the game. Uh, The Giants going up 3-2, which they'd end up winning that score. But he comes in in, what, the the fourth inning? Fifth Mm -hmm. inning? He throws yeah. five innings of scoreless relief on two days rest. Only a couple hits. Uh, remarkable. It's so, being so called one of the best clutch performances. Says that he's allowed just one run in 36 career World Inning World Series innings. Yeah, it's a .25 ERA. That's amazing. That's really amazing. Yeah. And you know he's he's an okay pitcher during the year, but it's it's the postseason. Just flip the switch, and the Giants don't even get close if he didn't have the remarkable postseason he did. Yeah, that's the amazing mm-hmm. thing. Like 
putting the team on his back, though. It, it, it's really, I'd say, like comparing uh, some of the great defensive performances that you've seen in other sports. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, he just took over. And uh, it, it's as if, the, it's as if uh, you know, kind of just like strangling the life out of the teams that they're yeah. playing against because you can't hit anything. I mean... I mean, Jake Peavy started the game. He has one of the worst ERAs yeah. in you know, any pitcher, really. But Baumgartner was amazing. Yeah. And then, um, of course, also to Manish Chagrin, the, 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 the post-win celebrations in San Francisco, you know, getting out of hands, you know, you... You almost expect this kind of stuff sometimes now. Mm. It's just because it happens everywhere. I mean, it happened when we we beat Baylor, yeah. but um, the violence that took place involved in this too. You've got to think that uh, I don't know. Is it is it just the fans? Is it just the fans, or is it people taking advantage of the situation? Because when they had there were two people shot and one person stabbed, Jeez. you've got to think that. That's not how people celebrate no. something. So uh, I, I almost believe that it's it's got to be someone taking advantage of all the 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 rioting or whatever that was going on. Maybe it's a little bit of both. You also get stories in you know Southern California between you know, Giants and Dodgers games, Forty mm-hmm. ers and Raiders games. Like when those local teams play. You're usually getting not the best stories out of it. And why doesn't that happen, you know, as frequently in the rest of the country? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a bit of both. Maybe it's the people and then it's also taking advantage of the But I, I mean, like, you know, we were talking about somewhat of a dynasty. Yeah. And the, the way that this happened, you know, kind of like uh, good old St. Louis, what was it, mayor? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> apologizing for how great the Cardinals are. Um, <laughs> you know, if if this is the case, and, you know, we were starting to call them somewhat of a dynasty, at least in the most recent years, uh, why is it so surprising to these fans <laughs> that they did win? I guess so, I don't, yeah. I, I, playoff position? I don't know. I mean, st- I don't understand why people act like this. I, You know, I can understand that there are... are there's got to be drugs involved with half of the stuff that happens, but mm. still, there's people out there who are probably 100% sober doing just the craziest things that, like, I don't understand. I Again, celebration is no excuse for crime, and that is kind of what's going on here. So. Let, let's put it in a way where intonation makes all the difference. Go crazy over sports. Don't yeah. go crazy over sports. I, I mean, there are... There are crazy ways to celebrate that aren't acting like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, like I, I've been talking about this this thing where, you know, set, people setting up for game day because they want to be in line. They want to be first in line. So they're literally camping out all week. Um, you know, not a good excuse to skip class or to skip work. But still, they're making national news by doing this. People are reporting on it from all over the place because these people have been out here for a couple days now. Mm. You know, that's just showing their excitement. And the game hasn't even happened yet. So, you know, 
there's there are plenty of ways to support your team and show that you're proud of your team without acting ridiculous. That is exciting that though you as you mentioned with Morgantown hosting game day. It's always a good time when it it was a lot of fun town. last time, you know, and regardless of the outcome of the game, I think that it's it's just it's fun. It's a lot of fun and uh I think I think we we got a little bit of help from LSU. <laughs> hmm, yeah. I think it, in pushing the game here, um, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. The NBA season has gotten underway in the past couple days. I know the Pistons still have yet to play their home opener, but I'll probably be out of town when that happens. So uh. that's probably good. Um, gosh, we don't watch that much basketball to be honest, but let's still make a stab at predicting what may happen during this NBA season, because last year I had predicted that it would be the Spurs beating the Pacers yeah. in the finals, and I was pretty close on that one. You were. So, but then again, uh, with this year and the NFL predictions, maybe my guesses are a little skewed this year. Because how's that uh, New Orleans-Cincinnati matchup looking? Oh, just <laughs> they're just trying to make it suspenseful. <laughs> sure, that's, that's got to be what it is. So I, in the East, you know, the big question is, how will Cleveland fare with LeBron James, with Kevin Love, with Kyrie Irving? And, you know, the first two, of course, being free agent acquisitions. But now it makes a new big three. Yeah. And that's exciting for the people there. Mm-hmm. I think they gotta gotta be a shoe in, you know, to win that division. I've probably heard more about the NBA this week than I've ever even like heard ever. Mm-hmm. That's and, and true. it's mainly it's, all about Cleveland. It's all the power of LeBron James. <laughs> Though no, I take that back. Chicago is going to be a very good team as well with Derrick Rose, yeah. assuming that he remains healthy. Uh, you they know, just don't have the hype behind them that Cleveland true. does. Yeah, Cleveland absolutely does, and Indiana without Paul George, that's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami still has some talent with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, but it's... Yeah, you know, and, we, and we talked about the Steve Nash story last week. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, goodness, the Lakers in the West, mm-hmm. that is not a good team. Uh, Kobe Bryant's at the end of his career, he can only do so much, and it's at the point where if he is not going to want to take a... You know, not lead role to help develop other players. That team is going to go down fast. Yeah, I was going to say, you you got to think that if he pushes himself too hard, he could very well injure himself quicker very or well, easier yeah. than he than he would in the past because he's just not as young anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's he's still one of, of course one of the best players of all time. Uh-huh. But you know, father time's catching up. Yeah. It happens to everyone. Mm-hmm. Happened to Jordan. I think the Clippers will be very good. Um, nothing says that anything should be stopping San Antonio. Like they have about the same team, no losses at all. Not mm-hmm. like the you know, not like the NFL at all when it comes to turnover of you know stars after a championship team. Really, they don't go and you know free agent loot the winners essentially. I don't know. Who are your predictions for the East and West? Like, who, who uh, makes it? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, just by looking around, it's very, 
very bandwagony already. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think it was, you know, after they made all those trades final, I think everybody kind of just hopped on Cleveland's bandwagon in the East. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really hard not to. Um, it's, it's, on paper, it's, they it's, look very good. Yeah, it's just um, how quickly can that chemistry... Absolutely. Or, because, I mean, in basketball, it's that's a huge thing. You know, you got five guys out there. They've all got to be in sync. And when they are, I mean, if if that team can you know sync together really quickly uh, they could go on a winning streak quickly and mm. and already you know start to position themselves for a very good seed and i think that's the key right there i think that they want to try and get that if they i think if they can get a high seed in the playoffs i i don't think anybody's gonna beat them in the playoffs yeah, so after a fast start um so i i do think i'm gonna take cleveland in the east it's just kind of again. It's up to them whether or not they sink. If not, then I, you know, very well the Bulls could take it too. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then let's see in the in the West. I, I like I. I feel like it's either got to be the Clippers or the Thunder. Hmm. Um. And. I mean, for the past couple of years now, I've I've wanted it to be the Thunder, but you know, the the Spurs are just so good once they get into the playoffs. Yeah. It's like that that's always the issue that you run into there. Um, and again, you know I mean, it, I wouldn't have any problem go with the Spurs either, but I just kind of feel like I'm liking the youth on those teams more. And I feel like eventually it's got to factor in. Like, you know, we keep saying that it's eventually going to happen with the Spurs, and it's like they come back the next year and they look fine. Um, So I feel like, I don't know. I also kind of feel like the NBA wants to push, like, these newer teams, you know, the the newer teams with the younger stars and stuff. Obviously their dream matchup would have been, what, the Thunder and the, the Heat. Something like that. Mm-hmm, absolutely, with you know LeBron and Kevin Durant. So Kevin Durant I'm go, is. I'm, I think I'm going with the Clippers. Okay, actually, just um, yeah, I'm going with Clippers. So Cleveland and Los Angeles Clippers. Who wins? Um. Again, I, I think if the if the if the Cavaliers have the one seed in the East, and like it's you know one of those things where they're they're many games ahead of everybody else. They're gonna have a much easier path mm. to get to the final game, and I don't know. That's kind of weird because I feel like when that first happened, I was like, "Oh no, it's gonna take like a year or something like that." But I think that I might have been before that that big trade was all finalized. Right. So I don't know. I guess I'm just gonna hop on the bandwagon and say Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland makes the most sense. I'll have them in the East because the rest is not that good. There's generally flaws on pretty much every team, and I think by year's end, Cleveland will be clicking, and they'll make their way through the playoffs. In the West, it is a little trickier, uh, but I think it's the, the Spurs' last great ride, and I think mm-hmm. that's going to be you know, kind of the message throughout the year, and I think it carries through the playoffs. They do have all of that experience. I think that's what beats Cleveland in the final. I'm going to take the Spurs again. Mm-hmm. I, I do like the Clippers. I was considering taking them, 
Uh, but yeah, that experience one more time, I think, is going to win out. And then you're going to see a resurgence of different teams in the West. Yeah. Yeah, and Kevin Durant pl- playing hurt to start the year, or not playing hurt, he's out. Yeah. Uh, that makes makes a difference. But then that's where Russell Westbrook likes to shine. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to take San Antonio over Cleveland. All right. Uh, Joe Madden, we talked about last week. It was you know, kind of a breaking story there where he basically opted out of his contract as manager of the Tampa Bay Rays. So now he's looking for a new team, and it looks like it might be the Chicago Cubs. That yeah. uh, deal has not been finalized yet, but it's looking very likely to be that team. Hmm. I mean, that would be really interesting if you know he can bring success to that club. Though you need yeah. talent. It all starts with talent. Yeah, they'll have to do some work in the offseason for sure. He is one of the better managers in baseball, though, so that would be a big get for the mm-hmm. Cubbies. And then also, well, before we get into talking about last week's college football games, there's a big college football game going on right now. And uh, the results are actually kind of interesting. It's Florida State going to Louisville, who has one of the better defenses in yeah. college football in terms of stats, you know, limiting you know QBR and all of this. Uh, less than five minutes left to go in the first half. Louisville's up 14 nothing. Yeah, um... Yeah, it's their uh, their defense. You know that that's kind of the story. A lot of people are saying that it definitely looks like one of the better defenses in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and their offense is just kind of like uh, whatever yeah. most of the time. Um, and you got to think that eventually that's going to get fixed with who their coach is, because mm-hmm. it's just like wherever he goes, he puts together some kind of high-flying offense. Um, and then he gets in trouble with the student agent. I mean, what? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Oh, by So I wonder if that'll happen again for the second time in the, in the same place. Hey, as long, um, as, as long as he wins, those students don't care. But, but so this game, um, at, like, I saw when it was and everything, I was like, oh, yeah, we're probably not going to have to pick it. I had, uh, I was looking for the um, the spread for the game, and it looked like it was... Minus three and a half for Florida State. Hmm, okay, that's and, surprisingly um, close. Yeah, um, and I think that that was just factored into the um, how what Louisville's defenses looked like recently. Uh, Florida State had a close game recently with Notre Dame, right? Um, and you know you saw how the first half of that game went. Uh, Notre Dame blitzing a lot, not letting them run the ball. Great really, really game close. Plan, yeah, 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 and then. Florida State makes adjustments in the second half. Right. Um, so we'll see what happens if they can do that. Uh, but Louisville at home looking to be a contender to knock them out. And, and now, I mean, you got to think how that, what does that do? That, that kind of opens things up for the SEC to get their two, oh maybe their two schools in there again. Like and, how four of the all top to just five. just go crazy and pull our hair out. Like four of the top five or whatever is all from the SEC West. Like that's insane. Mm. Just insane. That's right, because also the college football, uh, you know, picks were in yeah. for the the top four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We talk about that. The the playoff rankings exactly. came out. Yep. The very first playoff rankings. And it doesn't mean much now. No. A lot of those change. teams have to play each other. But specifically at one, in the SEC. <laughs> I say at one, it's Mississippi State. <laughs> two, it's Florida State. Yeah. Then three is Auburn. Yeah. And four is Ole Miss. So yeah, Mississippi State, Auburn, <laughs> Ole Miss. 
three of the four there. And then I think at five they had Alabama. Or, I think they right there. I think they had Oregon, right? Oh, no, sorry, Oregon and then Alabama. Alabama. And then and then the TC, team were playing. Then TCU and <laughs> Michigan State. Um, it's like it's, it's it's slammed for the yeah SEC. Notre Dame at ten. Um, you got th- How's that? Is that going to change if if Florida State loses? I mean, maybe if they keep playing good competition. They said too. that the head-to-head is very important to them. Mm-hmm. At least the like the way that I was looking at it, yeah. and like that's the reason. Uh, but I mean, then again, you have, you know, TCU at seven. You also have Michigan and, State still in contention after the and then Oregon. Yeah. I think Baylor was outside the top ten. Mm. So even though head to head, true, yeah. But I think that yeah, they were looking at yeah, they were looking at that Oregon Michigan State game too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> because they were like, oh, head to head, you know, all going to be and, a factor. And then also Kansas State Auburn played each other, and they're going to have a lot of good games down the stretch. It's going to change and be a kind of ranking in flux. Now that that's out, I get to ignore the AP poll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm happy about that. So. Oh, that's, that's true. I wonder which... No, they'll, they'll probably use the college football ranking. Yeah, they did. They, they, um, yeah. I think in the advertisement for the game this week, they had them at seven. So. Two minutes left to go in the first half. Louisville, 21. Oh, my Florida goodness. State, nothing. It happens that fast. But let's talk about the... Games from last week's college football matchups. Texas at Kansas State, minus 10. Uh, the Longhorns uh, get shut out. Jeez, that, that game was rough. Yeah, I mean, from the Big 12, like, what, what did you end up seeing in that game? Um, I mean, Kansas State's got a pretty good defense. Um, and, I mean, that game... I. You know they didn't score that the last points there until the fourth quarter. So mm-hmm. that game was wide open if Texas wanted to do anything, but they're just they really struggle on offense. And uh, you know we can chalk that up to the very you know you, when you lose your quarterback right at the beginning of the year, it's just kind of like what do we really do? Yeah. So I'm not gonna make it easy on anyone. Mm-hmm. Michigan at Michigan State for the Paul Bunyan Trophy. Minus 17. And up Michigan broke the touchdown scoreless streak against Michigan State's defense since 2011. They broke that. And uh, a lot of drama with this game. Because like then Doug Nussmeyer was like celebrating like they won the Super Bowl just because of that. <laughs> uh, there was like a stake stabbing, like a tent stake stabbing in the oh, field. yeah, I heard like, about why that. the hell are you doing that against the number eight team in the country? You're, you know, at an underdog by 17. And then Brady Hoke after the game was like, oh, I may have heard of something like that, but then I didn't really know about anything. And just like this wishy-washy thing. He ends up apologizing on Sunday. Like, what are you apologizing for? You look even worse. Like, own up to it at least, against your rival, if you're going to do anything like that. It's just a whole slew of... They kind of reminded me of, like, the thing that Florida State does, except they have the flaming thing. Almost. (laughs) And I was like, what are they doing? It's this little tent stake. It's pathetic. (laughs) My university sucks this year, and it's embarrassing. The whole athletic department is just awful. And then David Brandon, I've told you guys, if you've been listening about David Brandon, the... 
athletic director of the University of Michigan. Uh, you know, it was reports and, you know, some analysis and kind of studies of possible emails sent from him that just are petty and condescending at concerned fans. And it's just like, oh, hmm. man, you're... Really? That's how you're going to respond in this year? Oh, okay. Oh, man, you just are representing the university so well, Mr. Jerry Jones of college football. Ooh. It's It's not good. It's really embarrassing to be a Michigan alum this year. 35-11, Michigan State kicked their ass, and rightfully so. Oh, man, and um, just to update here, Jameis Winston, 7 for 18 for 55 yards, two interceptions. Yo, that Louisville defense legit against quarterbacks. And, and Louisville's offensive numbers look amazing. They look really, really good. Almost 300 yards of offense. Guess we're going to catch the second half then. Yeah, you know, definitely. After this, after this show. <laughs> Florida Atlantic at Marshall, minus 28. You know, as you were saying, Rakeem Cato, you got to learn more about what? his story. I knew as soon as we had a Marshall game in this thing that they would mess up their spot. <laughs> I was just like, oh, Marshall. Dang. One time where Florida Atlantic prevents the covering of the spread, Marshall wins 35-16, not covering And they're still undefeated, but um, I believe not ranked yeah. in that poll. I believe ECU is the only team from a non-Power 5 conference. That's so weird to say now, Power 5. Yeah. Huh. No, they'll get there if they keep winning. I don't know about how high, but they'll get there. Yeah. Ole Miss at LSU, you call this one down in the bayou. Well, and you know, I like to see LSU fans sad, so I I was like, ah, I don't, I you know, I don't care hmm. if Mississippi or Ole Miss you know sneaks out of this game. Bo Wallace, though, he was he was determined to lose that game, <laughs> and I'll tell you what. I've I've seen some bad passes and some stupid decisions in my time, but you know. And here, I don't have a problem with if you're going to kick a field goal and the coach decides, no, let's get some more yards, or let's take it. You know, let's throw a you know an out route out of bounds because we don't have any timeouts. Let's just get a few more yards for a field goal kicker. I'm fine with that. We did it both times this year. We had to kick game-winning field goals. You know, we ran the clock down to, like, you know, three seconds, stuff like that. But why in the world would you throw it down the middle of the field? I know. There's not a receiver anywhere. This is a bad decision. It just, and the the whole, before the game, all they talked about is he hasn't thrown an interception since blah, blah, blah. Well, commenter's curse. I just can't, and what did I say? I just, I was talking last week, and I said, I just don't like their quarterback. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I love their defense. Their defense is amazing. Played great this game. Except, you know, towards the end of the game, they gave up a lot of rush yards. Mm-hmm. Like, LSU, I don't even think threw it once on that one drive. Um, so there's definitely weaknesses there, which is kind of disturbing considering that, you know, they're playing Auburn, and Auburn, that's what they do. They just mm-hmm. run all over the place. So that'll be interesting, but I just, I mean... This is how all of LSU's games go. 
This is how they all go. It's messy. It's just not fun to watch. It's usually low scoring, and it's a cardiac attack. Some kind of wanky thing happens, and they got a free interception. That's mm-hmm. how it goes. Though I hate to bring up Michigan, Michigan State again, but Devin Gardner may have thrown the worst interception I'd ever seen in my life. Oh gosh, it was deplorable. Is it Notre Dame? Um, well, that was yeah, that was that one was pretty bad. That was just a bad streak. That was pretty bad. But this one, he wasn't that rushed. He was kind of like you know, kind of evading pressure. He ends up like double clutching it and then throwing a shovel pass to nobody in the vicinity. Except it's right to a Michigan State player. It it was just like the, like the whole table flip sort of scenario. Like I I don't even know what to think. And then this is also a team where Michigan was so bad. They're they're driving and they were getting on what ahead. Oh, they were receiving a punt, and they receive it about you know the fifty yard line because the wind's blowing. Mm-hmm. And one of the Michigan State players, you know, Michigan State was punting. Uh, Michigan State player targets the helmet of the Michigan player receiving the punt. Gets tossed, 15-yard penalty, all that stuff. They're on the 29-yard line, starting at the Michigan State 29-yard line, and they hadn't scored the touchdown and all that. It's early in the game. They're only down 7-0. You tie it, You know, maybe things go around for you. The first snap in shotgun, Devin Gardner drops the ball and loses it. This team sucks so bad. And it, it, it's it's, it's funny because it's like them. that's how much of a difference there is sometimes between being a good team and not being a good just team. It's just holding on to the ball or doing basic things. Throwing it to the guy who's wide open. Like that's <laughs> so, Or just you know, yeah. throwing it to your teammates. <laughs> Anyway, going to move on. Ohio State and Penn State, they went to overtime. And Penn I State at home. stupidly stayed up and watched this game. Uh-oh. And, again, we're talking about dumb, stupid plays. Um, they had, I believe they had a first down. Who is they? Um, oh, oh, Penn State had okay. a first down, um, probably around the 15-yard line. Uh, they had just thrown the ball out of bounds got and a first down. So the clock stopped, and their quarterback goes up to the line of scrimmage and spikes the ball Mm. on first down with the clock stopped. Mm. So then they, you know, they try two more times to score a touchdown and don't get it, have to settle for a field goal. They can't stop Ohio State at all in overtime. I mean, it's just not. Ohio State did not throw the ball once in overtime, and I'm sure you know what that's that's Mm -hmm. like. They they, sometimes it just happens. and then also they commit a personal foul on the extra point on one of Ohio State's touchdowns in overtime. And so Ohio State gets the ball back in the next overtime, and they move the move it up 15 yards oh, geez. in overtime. One play, and it's a touchdown. Like, yeah. you, you can't – I just – that game should not have been that close. No. That is – that is, that is a sign right there. That is the sign that we all needed that Ohio State is not going to be a match for Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Um, just they, 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 they scored the two touchdowns and they just shut it down. 
the rest of the game. They didn't show up until overtime. <laughs> that game will be in East Lansing. It'll be so, next week. Yeah, and and we were. Special. I was talking about. It. I was like, you know, I was trying to convince you. I was like, <laughs> even though we both picked them, I was trying to convince you that, you know, Penn State's defense is all right. I think going on the road is going to be hard for them. Blah blah blah. And I, I was not impressed with Ohio State. Fourteen and a half point spread. Ohio State thirty one twenty four in overtime. Hmm. But USC and Utah over at in the Pac twelve. Uh, that was a, that was a close game. Yeah. Plus one, the Trojans are favored by one, and I then just, Utah you, comes back. You just got to pick one thing and do it, and you win. There you go, and do it, and do <laughs> it's it well. Just, it's, it's almost hilarious that they beat Arizona. Yeah. And because Arizona is, like, the balanced team. Right. I don't know. It's just weird. USC is weird. 24-21 final for the Utes. The extra point, in case you're game that you picked was already in the pick six. Mississippi State at Kentucky lost 14 and a half. (laughs) I'd said that if Mississippi State beat Auburn, I'd be picking them the rest of the year in their games. What happened? Kentucky! Kentucky showed life, I think. They did. They showed life after the the beatdown that LSU handed them. But Kentucky. To only win that game by... 14 points by two touchdowns, not cover the spread. Thus, Kentucky gets the selection on the points yeah, by Mi- our Yeah, Mississippi State needs to stop with the warm-up th- games. They have... The hard part is coming, and oh, they need is. to get ready for it. But West Virginia made it look easy against Oklahoma State. Well, I mean, first game of the year that Kevin White doesn't get 100 yards. He didn't what? even get 50 yards in this game. Crazy. Um... I mean, if if he was not double covered, then I didn't see it because hmm. he was double covered every time. Um, he still got his touchdown, but we, I mean, we ran the ball. We ran the ball all over the place. I we just I think we had almost two guys with a hundred yards rushing, and uh, another receiver went over one hundred and thirty. Defense, their defense has finally showed up. It's finally here, and it's been a couple years since we've had one. So, uh, just in time for a team that scored like 80, 82, 83 points last exactly. week. Exactly. And, I mean, TCU just. Is there a hotter team in the country right now than them? Probably not. I, they've scored, I want to say. They've got to be at least in the top two or three in the country in scoring now. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. An update at the half. Louisville 21, Florida State 7. There we go. Got a touchdown. So that'll be a game to watch. It's going to be already over by the time you all get to listen to this. (laughs) But we're keeping you updated nonetheless. In the NFL, Detroit versus Atlanta in London. And uh, my goodness, Atlanta blows their biggest lead in franchise history. Uh, Detroit comes from twenty-one nothing down, and this is the, the overseas. Lions overseas in London. The Lions have really not played a full game, but for the second straight week they come back from just crazy odds, kick a last-second field goal, which was weird, forty-eight yard field goal. And there's also a lot of weird stuff that happened at the end of that game. If you want to go watch the last two minutes of that football game, that was nuts. Well, you'd rather be the team coming back than the team being coming back once. Of course you would. But 
48-yard field goal with the Lions kicking was, which I outlined for you and David was on a couple weeks ago. 48-yard field goal, they miss it, but it was a delay of game on the Lions. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No. For, it was 43, so they move it back yeah. to 48. They miss the 43. They make the 48. Yeah. <laughs> to win the game. I, it was, it's a messed up game. But the Lions only win by one. They were favored by three and a half, so Atlanta yeah. on the pick. Ugh. Uh, it was not even close in New England when Chicago came to town, minus five and a half, and 51-23. Patriots are hot. They got the Broncos coming in. We'll see what happens there. And I think, yeah. Thank goodness for that game. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> we all picked the same matchups, and it was a mess on the point spread card. We were close in Philadelphia, or with Philadelphia going to Arizona. We were close there. We had you know, Philadelphia winning that game where the Cardinals were favored by two and uh, going over the head. <laughs> Deep ball. Can't let them get behind you. Uh, Arizona, they're for real. Yeah, Watch yeah. out for that team, 24-20. But Pittsburgh, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger was playing Madden. Video <laughs> game much. numbers, son. Video game numbers. I was listening to this game while I was driving. Oh. Um, and I, I honestly had to turn it off because I thought we were, they were going to somehow find a way to lose the game. Hmm. Um, just because, I don't know, it's just... It, the thing about Andrew Luck is... You can knock him down and hit him as much as you want, but he's always going to get up and yeah. throw a touchdown pass. <laughs> he's just, he is really good. Like, everything in the world was going wrong against them, and he he basically willed them back into the game by himself. Mm -hmm. so. It was pretty amazing how close they almost came back. But yeah. uh, Roethlisberger, six touchdowns, you know, over 500 yards. He's the He's only fantasy week. <laughs> sure would be. He's the only NFL player on quarterback to have two 500-yard games uh, up there, and it's always interesting when like they get close to that record uh, with like 554 yards or whatever it is, or 544. But it's you know years and years and years old yeah. for that record. But whenever it gets close, and you know, I was wondering like, oh, are they up enough that they would just start running the ball? Yeah, I don't know. Ben was close to you know, if he just had like you know one more decent sized pass, he would have moved into second place on that list. And there's like three players tied for second there. But yeah, he it's, it was a very impressive performance nonetheless. Uh, Fifty-one to thirty-four was the final on that one, the highest scoring NFL game so far this season. Even though the Colts were favored by three and a half points. Yeah, I mean, you rightfully so. They're they're good. New Orleans, they is different, good. Yeah, New Orleans is a different team at home, favored by two, than on the road. Because right now they're on the road in Carolina for Thursday Night Football, which has made the shift back to NFL Network instead of CBS, mm -hmm. uh, which is an interesting experiment, what they've done with the, the first half of the season, trying to lure new viewers into NFL Network mm -hmm. for Thursday Night Football. Uh, mm -hmm. New Orleans, though, just beat down Green Bay. Yeah. 44 23. That was something. Uh, they're coming back. <laughs> oh, watch out. They got a beat. Now they're just going to have all the rest of their games at home. There you go. <laughs> they're undefeated at home. They are winless on the road right now. So we'll see what happens there. But what happened in Dallas? 
How are you favored oh by 10 points against the miserable goodness. Washington Redskins who win by a field goal in overtime? Well, I was thinking... One way, you know, there's one way to do it. You, it involves a quarterback and then not having a quarterback. Getting hurt and then Jerry Jones <laughs> getting him back on the field when he really shouldn't be. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a mess. Like This is how 6-1 and one seasons just unravel. Yeah, this is... that. Uh, and to not, to, to be honest, be like calling, oh, yeah, we were having bad weeks. We were one and four at that point, and I'm like, well, at least we got Dallas. Dallas, yeah, no. you're saying is that a hotter team? At least in the NFL, it was Dallas. It was Dallas, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, at home, in Cherry World, and they somehow find a way to how about them Cowboys it up. So. Not only that, but blow a division game, which is big. It is big. When you have the Eagles sneaking up, at least in division. I mean, and, and the Eagles lost too, but to a, a good opponent. Yeah. yeah. But then again, it's it, like I was saying, it's in division, and that is, your record could be great, but if you don't have a good division record, that's where the Steelers are right now. They don't have a good division record. so It's not a good tiebreaker, that's for sure. Mm-mm. You went five and two for college football, so congrats. That was that was good. I went three and four, so okay. And we got to turn around on the NFL. One and one and five is not okay. It. I think it, we just went with things we sh- thought were sure, and clearly, they clearly not. weren't. Yeah. So let's get into picking this week's game. It starts with the Big Ten at noon Eastern time. It's Wisconsin against Rutgers, plus eleven. Mm-hmm. And I'm going with the Badgers. Run the football. Rutgers is not that good of a team. You'll be fine on Wisconsin. Cover the 11 on the road. Yeah, did you see what they did to Maryland? Yeah. yeah they, they got a fierce ground attack. Yeah, I'd, I'd say. I, I don't think they'll have an answer at all for that. I think they can just keep running the ball. Mm-hmm. It is the big one. Coming to your city, quite literally. TCU Horned Frogs at the West Virginia Mountaineers. Plus six at three thirty p.m. Eastern time. I'll give you honors of picking first. Um, I I still think TCU is gonna win. Um, I just I don't know. It's they look very complete. I'll say that there's definitely more holes in their defense than I thought. You know, a couple weeks ago, um, they played better teams, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know. We we all thought Baylor's offense was, you know, pretty much unstoppable, especially after what they they came how they came back on exactly, TCU. Yeah. Um, but then you know, the the next week we we just they can't convert third downs against us at all. It was just it was terrible. They it was the worst they've had in the past couple of years, and you know that's the key right there. It's turnovers and then third down conversions if, if we can somehow turn you know hold them to field goals even because i mean there's just they've been scoring tons of touchdowns against everybody mm. um i don't know their offense just looks so good right now it's just it's gonna be tough so i i feel like you're gonna have to almost want to shoot out against them to beat them um and like and that's what i was saying like the, the spread you know it's within seven so I I'd like to pick us, I really would. I I think that uh, we showed you know when we played Baylor that we we can play with those 
you know, these teams that have these prolific offenses and just, you know, their defenses aren't that bad either. But uh, I don't know. TCU's just playing so well right now. It is hard to pick against them. So you take TCU. I will have faith in the West Virginia Mountaineers. I'm going to take them. I think they keep it close. It's a team that plays differently and better, I think, at home. And that's what you need, especially in these high-profile games. I think Morgantown's going to yeah, be it's, amped up. It's nice to see the defense mm-hmm. playing like this. Yeah. We, uh, I think we're top five in the country in third-down defense. That's really and good. That's what you need. The, just October, or whole October, it's... Uh, jumped us up to number one in the Big 12 in defense. I think if TCU wins, it, it's close. And so I think it's within six. Give me the Mountaineers. I'm hoping for a close game. There you go. So It's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party as Florida faces Georgia. It's in Jacksonville at a neutral site. The Bulldogs favored by 13 at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to take Georgia... Florida is falling apart, and you are going to have Will Muschamp without a job at the end of the year. Yeah, that that sounds about right. That, that you know they're probably already shopping coaches. As, oh, and as Todd Gurley's coming back. Couple games. Um, yeah. Um, did, didn't uh, the NCAA kind of hand out like some kind of? Thing to him too, like saying, maybe oh, two I, more. I think they handed out the two more game thing, yeah. and also fifty mm, hours community yeah. service or something, something like that. So I guess <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's not going to make a They're just handing when, yeah. out things now. It's not going to make really. a difference when he graduates and yeah. goes to the NFL. Not even graduates. He's just going to go to the NFL. So, that, <laughs> it'll be graduates. interesting. Oh, that's a joke. That's a good joke. Graduates. <laughs> if, 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 it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, if they can keep winning without him. And then mm. if he comes back, what that team can do. Against I mean, they have a strong rushing attack without him. It's just... It becomes a crazy amount of depth with him. No, well, I mean, he can return kicks and mm-hmm. he can do all that stuff for you. So it's, it, I mean, this is, a, again, you know, we saw how, was it Missouri beat Florida? Mm, yeah. They only had like one offensive touchdown in the game, but they still won by like 30 points or something. Yeah. Yeah. They had every kind of return touchdown you could have. So Florida, at one point, is going to give up some other kind of touchdown. A defensive right. touchdown, especially. They're going to give up some other kind of touchdown. So they're already good for that. You can already give Georgia seven. Mm-hmm. They're going to score more points yeah. than that. So I, I, think that you, I think this is a safe bet. I think you could go with Georgia. The last time we said it was a safe bet that with Georgia, that didn't really work out well with Mizzou. Uh, yeah, but I, again, we saw what Mizzou did to Florida. So, yeah, Fair enough. It's the SEC West matchup, so it's going to be a good one. It's three against four. Auburn at Ole Miss, minus two and a half in favor of those Bulldogs at 4 p.m. Eastern time. What do you have in this one? Um, I don't know. Like, I think when I first saw this, I was like, uh, I was trying to think, like, oh, Ole Miss is actually favored? Like, I think what, like, my initial thinking was is, 
Okay, that's right. They still have a really good defense. And they're at home. Um, makes a difference in they, those. You know, the, Auburn's not going to be able to do the same kind of stuff they've done against a lot of teams. They, like, they're not going to be able to run up the score. This, this game's probably going to... I mean, maybe first team to 20 wins? Mm-hmm. You think? Something like that, maybe? Yeah. So... I think this is... <laughs> does... Does Bo Wallace kind of bring everything back in and say, you know, oh, man, I can't do that. I cannot, like, I need to play, like, what got us to this point. Like, we're not in this spread wide open offense anymore. We just chuck the ball over the place. We need to run the ball, you know. We need to throw screen passes. We need to do what got us here and play good defense, and that is what has won them these games. And, uh... I think if he can get a hold of himself and and just not make stupid mistakes like he did in the last game, I think they'll win this game. I think that they can hold Auburn's offense down because here's the thing: I I really like. I think you can do. St- I think you can move the ball against Auburn's defense. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's a lot of teams that can do that. So I'm going to go with the Tigers on the road. Uh, Think the you know the one game that they fell was against Mississippi State and you know, mm-hmm. they're the number one team in the country now for a reason. But I think coming off that loss against LSU is going to be tough. Yeah, they're going back at home, but Auburn has been getting better. Yeah, and at the same time, you're saying at the end of that game with the rushing attack, like Auburn is one of the better rushing attacks with Nick Marshall and then you know their fleet of of you know halfbacks. So yeah. I'm going to take Auburn because the only time that they've been you know, tested and lost was against the now number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. And Ole Miss, you burned me, so I will, <laughs> I will get the, back uh, at you. Yeah, I will say this: like I, you know, I like Nick Marshall. I, I think that, uh, like, if I had to pick between the two quarterbacks, I think mm-hmm. I'd go with him. Yeah. Um, I think that he's going to have to win this game. Like I. I I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball like they have. I mean, they've put up ridiculous numbers against yeah. some teams. I don't think that they'll be able to do that. Um, the problem is Ole Miss has probably the best defensive back in the country, so do not throw the ball his yeah. way. He has All like seven or eight interceptions. I think eight. I think he got eight, yeah. So, yeah, just do not throw the ball near him. couple Pac-12 matchups here to wrap up the six. It's Arizona. At UCLA, minus four at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That spread baffles me. I, I don't get it. Give me the Wildcats of Arizona. UCLA had a close game last week with Colorado. I, I think they're they had just... a close game with Texas. They had a close game with Virginia. And, you know, Arizona with the one strange loss against USC. They've been playing better. I mean, my goodness, last week they were just blowing out Washington State early. Uh, so yeah, give me the, the Wildcats on the road. Yeah, I mean, UCLA couldn't even compete with Oregon. Mm-hmm. And Arizona competed with Oregon. Yeah, so. They sure did. They sure um, did. I, I think that, uh, I, don't, I, I don't think, you know, I don't think Arizona's getting, I, I think that they still have probably the best win of all the teams in the country. I could say that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that 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 win I mean it was a road win too, right? 
wasn't it? Yes. Yes, it sure? was. Yeah. yeah, so that's got to be. we're all be talking like, about, like, oh, it's, at, it's gonna be at home, it's in Eugene, Oregon's gonna pull away. Not so that's fast, gotta be, my friend. That's gotta be the best road win, uh, by far, mm-hmm. of all the teams this year. Yeah. Because I think all the other major wins, are, teams have been at home. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I, they, they didn't get, they aren't getting much respect in the polls. Um, so, I, and I think it's just because people look at that USC loss as a bad loss. Mm. So, um, which in a way it was, but yeah, I think it's a um, fluke more as an exception. More but again, they lo- they did it early on, so they can make up for it, and that I think true. that they'll make uh, they'll be able to stomp UCLA pretty hard. I, I, I it is kind of strange. You got to think that's home field advantage or something because yeah, they just have not looked good. I I don't understand where they're going with this Vegas. Utah. Utah at Arizona State. That's another Arizona team. Arizona State's favored by 5 at home, 11 p.m. Eastern time. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, Arizona State's look pretty good. Their defenses look a little bit better. Um, I think that... Uh, I think I'll go with them. Uh, you know, Utah you know, got that win last week. But still, some just questionable things offensively from them and uh i don't know i feel like if they had played better that game probably wouldn't even been as close against Mm -hmm. usc so um i i I think that at least right now i mean arizona is in that spot to kind of compete for a championship in this they sure are yeah absolutely so uh i think they keep it going here I'm going to take Utah, and I think Arizona State wins, but by close. Okay. Because uh, you know, Utah's been keeping close games. Five seems like a weird spread to me. Yeah. Uh, it's just you know kind of waffling in the middle between a field goal and a touchdown, and I think it's more yeah. likely that it's going to be a close game. Despite you know, game, the quarterback play has been getting better with Arizona State. But that game goes to overtime. Yeah, that's possible, that too. That is not going to end <laughs> until... Entirely possible too, but I think Utah is just is spunky on special teams, and I think they'll you know get a couple plays going for them to keep it close. Yeah. The extra point is Oklahoma State at Kansas State minus fourteen at eight p.m. Eastern Time. It's the ABC night game. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you could take Kansas State in this one minus fourteen. Yeah, Oklahoma State. Yeah, we would have definitely had that work with uh, with West Virginia last week. No, a I mean, point spread. It, yeah, they had TCU and then West Virginia kind of just stomp on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I then on the road. Is, the the rough thing with this is that they need. I think they they need to win one of these games against the better teams in the conference, or they won't be able to do a bowl to a bowl game. Ooh, that's possible. Yeah. And that you know what's interesting to think about this is that you know we're talking about Florida State here. When they had their starting quarterback at the beginning of the season before he got hurt, they went, you know, I mean, they almost beat Florida State. That's right, yeah. So that that's something to think about, and it kind of makes you think, even though that's one player that they're losing, they looked pretty good overall as a team. Big 12's got to be pretty decent if, if Oklahoma State is probably not going to make a bowl game. Either that or they, they just spiral out of control, yeah. Yeah, I think that their quarterback was a bit, I mean... He really led them last year, so. So you're picking Kansas State then? Uh, yeah. That is that is your pick. 
Uh, I get Indiana at Michigan minus seven. Michigan going back to the big house after that drubbing by Michigan State. And they need it. It's 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to do something stupid and go with Michigan to cover the seven. Um, You know, the defense, I think, is going to shore up a little bit against, you know, the widespread offense against Indiana. I think they're more used to that as opposed to Michigan State just being physical up front and just running the ball like crazy. Uh, Michigan generally has good luck against Indiana. It's and I mean yeah. Indiana, at least from what I've seen this year, uh, they they really besides that offense they don't have much there. Yeah, I mean they beat teams by outscoring them exactly. And so I think Michigan's defense can hold enough, and then you know score against that defense. Mm-hmm. I'll take the seven. It wouldn't entirely shock me that if Indiana beat them because what else could possibly go wrong this year for Michigan, but I'll take the Wolverines by seven. NFL. Here's a good matchup. We'll see if Dallas can come back again from last week in Jerry World in AT&T Stadium when Arizona comes into... I mean, David. David must be torn. We've had him on the show before. He's... You know, lives in Arizona, you know, <laughs> represents Arizona Wildcats, but he's a Dallas Cowboy fan. What to do? It's Arizona at Dallas, minus four at 1 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to take the Cardinals. They're for real, and Dallas still has some answers. Yes, thinking the same thing as me, because uh, after, after the way Arizona played last week, and then, you know, simultaneously, the way Dallas Played that game last mm-hmm. week. I just I don't know how you can pick the Cowboys now. Yeah. Um. Just. I Those mean, it, especially at this time, getting them right now, it's like the perfect time to get them. So stranger things have happened in the NFL. I mean, you know, the whole Patriots thing where they just got crushed by Kansas City and then they just roller coaster stomped. <laughs> I, I think I, I still Bengals. think Dallas has everybody's attention in the NFL. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe DeMarco Murray will continue that streak. He's been off to a really nice hot start. Yeah. I mean, those consecutive games of 100 yards plus, I mean, very, very impressive. Sitting down in interviews with Emmett. There you go. (laughs) My record got broken by you. Okay, (laughs) all right. Eight straight weeks, that's pretty good. New York Jets at Kansas City Chiefs, minus 10, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Got to go with Kansas City. I mean, I don't think, I honestly, I don't know. You could you could put a number of quarterbacks into the Jets' offense, and it still would not work. It's a shame so. because Rex Ryan does not deserve to get fired. It's all on the GM, and it's, in a way it's also on the owner as well. Mm-hmm. They've put him in such a bad position with the talent, and that's just not there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's a... Slaughter fest right now in the New York media. Uh, Geno Smith, I don't know. How do you come back from that? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's really I, I would like to see him go to St. Louis. That would be something. Yeah, come, you know, Stedman Bailey, Tavon Austin. It yeah. could be possible. They're in need of quarterbacks. I think that would be a good idea. I mean, the NFL trade deadline came and went, and nothing really happened there. So, yeah, taking Kansas City as well. Cover the 10 at home. Arrowhead's going to be loud. 10 points sounds easy. An odd game to pick, Washington at Minnesota, minus two and a half, but it does have some legitimacy after the 
Redskins beat the Cowboys yeah. on the road. And I think you know, Minnesota's much worse than the Cowboys are. <laughs> I think you know Washington under Colt McCoy is going to continue to have you know a decent game to play well. And I, I, Minnesota being favored by two and a half, it's clearly the home field advantage talking. Give me the Redskins. So yeah, yeah. I, um, I just realized, like, when I was saying that, that felt really weird coming out of my mouth because of all like the whole name <laughs> drama. Like, mm, Washington. I'm picking Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm gonna go with the Washington DCs. <laughs> uh, but their stadiums in Landover, Maryland. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm I'm going with Washington as well. Uh it was an impressive win from them last week. Denver at New England plus Here three. we go. Here we go. That's a matchup. It's Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. They're all comparing the numbers from October and like, oh, four touchdowns and four wins and all these yards. Oh, great Octobers for both quarterbacks. But now here it is at Gillette in Foxborough. 4.25 p.m. Eastern Time. Who are you picking? Well, I I got to go with the team that looks better on defense, honestly. Mm-hmm. I got to go with the, the Broncos. Mm-hmm. I just think that their defense will... Okay, you know, with both these quarterbacks, we don't really say stop because <laughs> neither of these quarterbacks really get stopped. And I say they can Stall. contain Tom Brady yeah. much more than... New England's de- the New England's defense is not going to know what hit them <laughs> in this game. Um, it's just they're going to be chasing receivers mm-hmm. the entire game. So, uh, yeah, I-, I think that it comes down to Denver's defense. Pass rush is going to put enough pressure on Tom Brady, and that's going to be the difference. Yeah, I agree. Give me New England's Broncos. Find a way to run the ball in this game, or, or things could not go well. In the words of Morgan Freeman in The Dark Knight of Lucius <laughs> Fox, good luck. Oh, uh, boy. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Minus one. Yeah, it's a toss-up on Sunday Night Football. But the way the Steelers have been playing at home, it's I'm going to take the Steelers. It's a very easy pick, I think, for me. Because it's a, a revenge game. It is a revenge game. But at we home, the way they've been a playing, better record in in division. Yeah. You've got to start winning division games yeah, if you win. want to make a push for the playoffs. Five and three is a good start, though. You can't. Uh, it's a good record to have, and maybe they could wear those jerseys with little honeybee stripes. And maybe that alone will be the charge that their offense needs. I tell you what, just you know. Throw the ball to your tight end, throw the ball to your great receiver, and run the ball because you've got a really good running back. Yeah, we'll have Le'Veon Bell do that as well. And just find ways on defense. You know, I love Dick Lebeau because he he finds ways to make even aging defense look a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Uh, He, you know, he finds gaps and comes up with these crazy blitzes and stuff. I think that's what you got to do. Just got to blitz and got to get pressure on Joe Flacco. Just not let him run the ball. Baltimore's playing pretty well, but on the road in Heinz Field, I I wouldn't give him this one. Yeah, Pittsburgh. 
Monday Night Football, Indianapolis Colts go to MetLife Stadium, take on the New York Giants. Colts favored by three points. Who are you picking? I'm going to take the Colts. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed with the way that they kept fighting in that game. Even you know, even when the Steelers were having a great offensive performance and, and really just hammering him every time that they got near him. Uh, he just kept getting up and throwing touchdown passes. I mean, that's what he was doing. He's done it all year, and he's looked great, and I don't see any reason why he's going to stop doing that. So, Yeah. Give me the Colts as well. And they had a kind of off week last week with their defense, but I think Eli Manning and that offense, you know, minus Victor Cruz and all that, it's no Ben Roethlisberger with how Big Ben can sometimes just turn it on. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to take the Colts on the road. But, you know, stranger things have happened on my night football. And we're in lockstep again this week with the NFL. Uh, we do make our picks separately. You know, TCU at West Virginia is the, the really the, the big difference there in our pick six for college football. I'm in favor of the I thought I would surprise everybody. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was a little mixed up there. I, I hear you. But right now we get to go catch the end of that Florida State-Louisville game. Will that upset happen? I'm sure you'll know when we get this episode out tomorrow on Friday. Please, let it happen. <laughs> uh, I'll be at Yomacon, though, so that'll be, oh, that'll be fun. And then I yeah. get to travel and miss the Question Me Roundtable again. More shows on the Show Me News Network at showmenews.com. We have a you know, whole collection of podcasts there that we do. So and do you'll be, will you be listen. doing uh, like a live show? Or, or not a live show, but like a recording? We'll be doing a recording for Show Me there News at Yomacon. About eight or nine people, I think we'd. If you're, yeah, if you're in the Detroit area, or if you're going to the convention. Yeah, I have a great time if you're going. Or, you yeah, really or, or tweet, tweet, and say you're there. Say hey, hi. Yeah, tweet it. Tweet it. <laughs> show me your news for sure. Anyhow, we're gonna wrap things up. It's gonna be an exciting week of sports, but yeah, no baseball. You just gotta focus on hockey and basketball, hockey I guess. And basketball, and, and of course. Football just keeps getting better and better down the stretch. So with that, I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. We hope you enjoy the week in sports. Have a good one.